Hello, it's Sue here, and welcome to the Your Girl Trying to Make It podcast. I co-host this podcast with three other Gen Z girls of color, and we discuss our journeys through college and post-college, navigating the crazy modern world. We share our honest, authentic conversations about our lives and experiences, and we hope that you'll enjoy the rest of this episode, because we're all trying to make it out here. Now let's get into it. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Ya Girl Trying to Make It podcast. If you're new, um, thank you for being here and listening. If you like our content, definitely keep uh, listening and share with your friends and follow us. We are Ya Girl Trying to Make It on Instagram. And so for today's episode, we wanted to continue in that vibe of like helping you prepare, trying to help you get that dream job. And so we're going to talk about interviews, like what, how to connect to the recruiter, how how to go into the interview and what to do after. Right, Sanji? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for reference, it's uh, uh, me, Sanji and Mariana doing the episode today because both of us are actively looking for a full time position. Uh, versus Sue Wern, who's already has hers, and like Kayla being being a precious little freshman. I mean, sophomore. Yep. I still think of her as a freshman. Um, yeah. So I we both have a lot of experience, kind of looking into like jobs, interviewing, how to connect with recruiters, and like also you know the steps after the interview as well. We've been going through that for the past semester and. Going forward into this spring semester, we'll be doing that too. So really excited to talk about like the little insights that I've, you know, gained. And also I'm curious to see what Mariana's experience has been because we haven't discussed this before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so um, in terms of like getting that first message of the recruiter and seeing if they'll, you know, offer an interview, I think Mm -hmm. it does really help. And I've said this to a couple of my friends, but, you know, sometimes like you're too busy and stuff, but LinkedIn Mm -hmm. is something that you should really use if you don't Mm -hmm. already, because Mm -hmm. they will actually read the message and they might leave you on red, but they might message you back like two months later. I know this happened to Sue Warren. So it's, it could actually like open the door and it's a little bit easier than an email. And mm-hmm. at least for me, also like the the situation where you meet a recruiter or someone who's looking for someone to fill in a position, but you're not like intensively telling them like, give me a job rather mm-hmm. than asking for advice or being like, can you look at my portfolio? Can you look at my resume or my work? Could you give me advice? They seem to like that more. I don't know why, like we got to play this little game of like, I want <laughs> to hard to get kind of, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it's it, they appreciate that you're asking for help. And um, most of the time they, they will tell you, obviously, if you're a match, they'll be like, you know what, let's set up an interview so we can talk more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree that when you reach out to the recruiter, like the first kind of um, contact, you should never say like, I'm looking for a job, please give me a job. <laughs> you you have to be more diplomatic about it because if you come at it from the recruiter's point of view, um, they don't obviously have like the um, job ability to offer you a job right then and there. And they might not be like an HR person. They might be just someone representing the the team that they're looking for a full-time position from. So again, like the, I don't, they probably don't have the, the bandwidth to make, you know, give you the job right there. So it's kind of, I feel like it might be insulting to just go at it that way. 
Yeah. But uh, every, every, you know, professional out in the workplace has had some type of mentorship or like, you know, has had help from someone. So I think um, they would love to give back by giving you career advice like others have done for them. So asking for, hey, could you look over my resume or like look over your portfolio? It's like Mariana said, like that's so much, so much better than just being like, please give me a job. Um yeah. And um, LinkedIn, honestly, Mariana, that's like such great advice. And I, I need to take that because I, I'm like completely being honest, like I do not use LinkedIn a lot. Um, and I need to be more on it, especially with, you know, networking and career development being the way it is now where everything's all online. I think uh, the pandemic has really made LinkedIn more of a, you know, more, even more of a, a, a needed tool in terms of like job hunting. Um, and another kind of uh, thing that I do um, is go to career fairs and like, you know, little informational sessions that companies uh, put on in uh, in partnership with universities, like the University of Houston um, does a lot of that. Um, and Sometimes they just hold like their own info session. And if you follow like their job board or like on their talent network, they'll send you like emails about it and things like that. I think it's a really, really good opportunity for doing those info sessions or going to those career fairs to network with them because it gives them a, like a name, a face to put to the name, what I should say. Um, yeah. I really find that it's, it's so much easier to market yourself when you're there in front of them and you're like giving your pitch and being like the top 500% you are like that's it's easier to kind of show and like show your talents and like your personality and they're able to uh, gauge better whether they're you'd be a good fit for their organization and then they they're more likely to you know give you that interview and things like that. So if you can, especially with, you know, uh, networking and job hunting being all virtual this uh, this previous semester and this semester moving forward, I think it's a really good um, opportunity for everyone to do all sorts of virtual networking that isn't limited to a specific geographical area. Like, for example, I signed up for, you know, a virtual like career fair that's technically supposed to happen on the West Coast. But, you know, I'm, I'm in CT, I'm in Texas. But hey, I signed up. <laughs> I mean, I can. I'm cool with waking up a couple of hours earlier if I get that sweet, sweet job offer, you know? Yeah. It's actually interesting how you mentioned like that maybe the person's not even the person who makes the final decision because mm -hmm. I went to one of those information sessions that you were talking about at school and it was Michael Kors and the lady was a the talent acquisition. So she was talking about all their uh, openings, right? And so mm -hmm. she was actually, she had a PowerPoint and she gave us tips like, this is what you should show. This is how you should show yourself, you know, and this is where you apply. So don't even, I would say, don't be scared to ask the actual person for advice on like, how can I make myself stand out, stand out more? Or how can mm -hmm. I leverage, you know, my work so far? So mm -hmm. I think that's a really good point, yeah. Oh, yes. They they love hearing like more direct questions like that. And I honestly like they won't get mad at you for asking like what you could do to make yourself stand out. 
Um, mm-hmm. If anything, they'd, they'd probably be like, oh, that's less work on my part. So, okay, I'll give you oh, that yeah, answer. Yeah. Make it easier. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, show up to these events. Be engaged. Ask the the pressing questions. Everything short of please give me a job, I'm pretty sure, is on the table. Um, and just, you know, keep connecting. Keep um, keep doing these things because um, I, I really think uh, with the economy and, like, the jobs being the way they are, um, it's jobs are still out there for us to get, but it's definitely gotten a lot harder in terms of like accessing these jobs and like the amount of jobs that are available. So uh, if you do these things and really connect and like put yourself out there, even if you don't get like a job offer right away, you're definitely improving your chances of getting one. Like, because as like Sue Wern, I think has said in another previous episode, or like maybe just to me personally, um, it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't matter how many times you hear the word no, all you need is one yes. That's yes. it. Great. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, even if they say no, people do keep you in mind. Like you could either mm-hmm. be like, wow, thanks so much or send a nasty email or you could be like, thank you for your time. And they'll remember you. And maybe one day when you're looking for a job, they'll just reach out. You just never know when it, it, the things will come back to you um, mm-hmm. and like connections. So Mm-hmm. connections are wild yeah. yeah like it yes yes absolutely my, my dad's always like you can be as smart as you want but if you have no connections like it might not be the best outcome for you and you might see someone else and be like what they didn't even like do this and this but they're so good at being like a people person so they're yeah. good at networking. Networking is truly such an important business skill, not just for like, you know, like you getting jobs, but I think as you work, um, mm-hmm. you're going to need those professional contacts within your organization or with your contractors or suppliers or whatever. Like it's so, so important. And the people that, you know, we're, we're young professionals, we're just getting into the workforce. And if we like actively, you know, flex this skill, um, like now, by the time we make it to like, you know, we're up for that promotion or managerial position, it'll be so much easier to, you know, leverage like the networking skills that you've had to move up further in your career. So maybe that's thinking a little bit long term. But for those of you being like, why should I do this now? I can do this later. Be like, no, start now so that when you uh, when you move up in your career, it's easier for you um, to, to flex those skills. Yeah. 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 And then it's this all also helps with just communication in general. So when when you go to that interview, whether it be real or virtual, I mean, the same thing applies to the virtuals, right? You got to just look like look presentable or look how you would want someone to see you as right. You want to portray something in the first seven seconds. So got to be just nice and and sharp. Nothing fancy. It doesn't have to be fancy. And <clears throat> just prepare yourself for questions that they might ask. So mm-hmm. you do research on the company. What mm-hmm. do what are their goals? How do that how does that match your goals? How can you show that you are bringing something to the table, right? Mm-hmm. What's your value? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what would be the value that you're bringing and um I feel like they always like to ask at the end, like why would you be the the our best option, right? Out of all of the Mm-hmm. the people that they're listening to. So you got to think about that too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I feel when I first started doing like career fairs, you know, pre-pandemic, um, like the first, you know, one or the first or the second recruiter that I spoke to was yeah. like, hey, so what interests you about our company? And I was oh. like, oh, I just <laughs> waited in line because like y'all had a short line. Like, obviously I couldn't say that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, because everything is virtual now, if you attend like a career fair and you see that a company's like, you know, position is open or like their yeah. slot is open, um, like you you can take the slot and then just Google them like while you yeah. wait. It's mm-hmm. so it's so like important to know what you, the company does. It doesn't have to be like you have to know like their exact, you know, like New York Stock Exchange, you know, <laughs> price or whatever. Like, no, it you just need to know yeah. like what the company does um uh like why uh, what what news like are they in the news for something specific like just like a little interesting fun fact and things like that i think is really important and um i think mariana kind of hinted at this but, uh, but it's really really important to have a solid elevator pitch before you talk with the recruiter so this yeah. uh this includes this can be like 30 seconds to i think like 45 seconds or I forgot if it was a minute, but 30 seconds is, you know, pretty ideal. And basically you want to introduce yourself and like uh, the more you get comfortable with networking, the more like the more you are able to, yeah. Yeah. Supplement to your, you know, elevator pitch. So what I'd like to do now that I have like experience, I'm like, uh, blah, blah, blah. My name is Sandy. I have this major, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking for a blah, blah, blah position at your company. And I think I'm the best fit because blah, blah, blah. Like don't wait, (laughs) don't wait for them to ask, put all of your best Mm. answers, like in your elevator pitch, tell them why you're a good fit. Tell them what your value is. Tell them about your experience. Um, and just, you know, of course, make it short and concise as possible, but just putting it out there and just making that your first impression, I think really like, you know, puts you on another um, level in in terms of, you know, where your application stacks up. Yeah, I think that's really interesting that you kind of tell them firsthand, like why? Because then they're, mm-hmm. I bet they're like, wow, this girl is different, right? She's ready to roll. And I think that mm-hmm. that is definitely going to play in your favor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So we've been talking a lot about like, you know, recruiting events, basically everything you need to do to land that first interview. But um, I, but now we're going to transition into like, after you get that, you know, interview, like, how do you prep for your interview and what you should do for your interview? So I, I guess I'll start it off. Basically, um, after, you know, I get that, you know, congratulations, you received, uh, you received an interview from us like this is when your interview is scheduled like first thing I do is like a happy dance be like pat myself on the back be like yes Angie you got your foot in the door you're doing amazing and give yourself that you know nice pep talk and uh, but immediately after there's a lot that you need to do Uh, I think the number one thing that I would uh, that I, you know, really fall upon is like really research the job description. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get, you know, I apply for positions and it's not like I've yeah. memorized like exactly what they want oh, from me. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, yeah, there's like so many bullets and you gotta know mm-hmm. what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's really important to just refresh the, your, your memory on what the job description entails 
and then really, you know, tailor your answers, your experience and all of that that you're, you know, already mapping out in your head to that. So, for example, like, you know, if the position like for uh, like is a, you know, entry level software developer, okay, um, they're probably going to ask you about your coding experience. Right. Um, and they, they might list like, okay, we want someone who has experience in Java, then you can, you, uh, you already know from that description that you, you should talk about the Java code that you've created in this class that gave you like an award or something. I don't know. This is all made up. I have no award <laughs> for Java, but, um, it's, I think it's, uh, starting from there and then building your way up is, is I think a really solid approach to interviewing. Yeah. And I was going to add, like, after the, the patting yourself and like getting excited and stuff, you Mm -hmm. also have to bring it back to reality and remember that you are a person that is worth something, whether that be, whether you are, you know, productive or not. And so Mm -hmm. you should not let anything in the interview um, make you feel like you're less than or not worth it. Like if you feel like this interview starts going the wrong way, it's definitely not your like. It's not like you're going crazy, and you should you know you. It's an interview for them to see if you're a fit, but also for you to see if they are a fit. Yeah. Okay, like it's not just one way, and you should be excited and you should be proud of yourself. And even if you don't get the job or if you see that it's not a match, then you should be even more proud of yourself. For, mm-hmm. for noticing and catching that. Mm-hmm. You are so right. I definitely get that, you know, anxiety that, oh, holy crap. What if I say something wrong? Yeah. What if I like say something and they're like, oh my God, this person is crazy. Like, you know, something <laughs> like that. Um, but I've received a couple of tips that I think uh, really like help me. Um, number one is that usually these entry level positions or have a lot of behavioral interview questions. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that kind of trip me up because there's no clear answer. It's like, okay, what is like your biggest struggle in college or like something like that, something big picture. And sometimes after I give my answer, I'm like, oh no, I like, you know, I I mangled that. I didn't mean to say this. I wanted to say it like this. But um, I have something I think uh, someone has told me, maybe probably Sue Warren, because I feel like I get all of my life (laughs) advice from her. Um, is that you're the expert in yourself. So don't feel bad about, you know, it's not like they'll know that you, yeah. um, you know, miss, uh, you know, mangled saying something about blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. they don't like just because they don't give a response or answer doesn't mean mm-hmm. you should like start breaking down and being like, okay, yeah. like I, I should have done more. I'm not enough. Like what if blah, 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 I should have blah, 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 blah. Like you're the expert in yourself. You're the one who knows your best accomplishments and you're, you know, all of your down and like up points. So like what, regardless of how well you represent yourself, just know that, they add like you know you and so when you interview like like that's that's what you what you put on the table and no interview should you no interview should um make you feel less than like less Mm -hmm. than a person or less than who you are because y'all we we like we struggled for like you know four years um a year and a half in like corona times too so we, but we still did it. We're, we're almost at the finishing line. Um, we're almost about to, you know, start like our quote unquote, like professional lives. 
So you've accomplished a lot just by going through this struggle. So there's no reason why um, any interview or interviewer should make you feel like you didn't do enough. Yeah, and you should definitely like try to stay calm and um, mm-hmm. like breathe. If you get a question and you don't know the answer immediately or you hadn't rehearsed it, please try not to just like open your mouth because then you're going to regret like something that just came out because you were nervous um, mm-hmm. and be prepared to just I, – I, I have been told like the person told me like I made you do these exercises and I – it was not because I needed a specific answer, but it's because I wanted to see if you were going to think or if you're just going to shoot something at me. And so um, it was for it was for a design job. And he asked me, like, how many basketballs fit, you know, in this room? And so I did like my mind math and, and I gave him an answer and stuff like that. Right. Which is not typical of all job interviews. But wow, I've really never had that question. <laughs> yeah, so and I was a little I was a little surprised because I had never been asked that type of question before either. But he told me that I did well, so I was happy and like proud that I was able to do that. And so you just have to keep that in mind. Like depending on your major, they might ask you a weird question. And it's really not to stump you, it's just to see if what, what skills you have and if you are thinking about it or not prepared. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's super important to remain calm. I have in earlier interviews have been like have freaked out and blabbed whatever I, I had in my brain. And it, it did not, let me tell you, it did not turn out like the way that I imagined yeah. it would. So it's really important to take a deep breath and um, be be like transparent with your interviewer if there's something you don't necessarily like know off the top of your head or anything like that. It's better to be honest and calm than just word vomit everything out of right. your mouth that and regret your you know answers later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we have any more for during? I think you already kind of touched on this, Mariana, but it's like super important to have like, you know, a decent appearance mm-hmm. while you're interviewing. If, if your interview is either face to face or, you know, over like a video camera, um, this is like just interview, you know, basics, but just putting it out there for any listeners who are kind of on the fence because of the virtual environment, because, you know, like, the virtual environment has made things more lax in certain, you know, office spaces and stuff, but that doesn't mean that it's okay to like wear like, yeah. you know, a sweatshirt to an interview. No, you want to, you want to full like interview dress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Oh, and it's also really important, I guess, for like video etiquette that your video is like, you know, level with your face and, um, and your face is like centered on the screen and that you don't have anything like super distracting behind you. So yeah. for example, like you do not want to be in, you know, a very noisy family room. You want to be somewhere, you know, quiet and where there's not a bunch of like like stuff in the background. I think it's mm-hmm. also virtual, you know, interview etiquette. Yeah, cuz you want you want them to be able to focus on you and understand you, right? If it's too loud, then they can't hear you, and that's mm-hmm. a missed opportunity. 
Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And make sure to, you know, if they send you an email about your uh, interview time and stuff, make sure um, it's you double check like the uh, the time zone because mm-hmm. I get interviews now that everything's virtual. Like people are, you know, calling me from like the East Coast. So they're one hour ahead of us. And sometimes like I, I need to double check that time and make sure that I'm in the right central time time to them yeah. so make sure make sure to cross check double check your times your time zones um, and if the email includes anything about you know prepping like if they want you to bring a resume or anything like just make sure you have that um, down mm-hmm. yeah I agree with all that and um, hopefully, you know, I mean, what, how long do they usually last? They could last from 15 to an hour, but an hour is kind of long. Um, so even if it's like 30 minutes, don't hate yourself. Like, oh my God, that was too short. Like, no, it was probably just fine. Um, and then what I would recommend doing is right after you send them an email and say, hello, just wanted to thank you again for your time. And I hope to hear from you soon, right? And personally, I think that the best companies are the ones that tell you the yes or the no, right? They don't just leave you hanging. But unfortunately, it's not always like that. And so you just kind of have to wait and see. Um, would you send a follow-up email, Sanji, if they, if they like, don't say anything? Yes. Um, I think a follow-up email, regardless of what they send you, if they send you anything after the interview, I think a follow-up is like such a really nice touch and sets you, it's another opportunity for you to show them that you're a different, you know, candidate, that you, uh, you are the best fit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, because in, in your follow-up email, you could say like, yes, thank you for your interview with blah, blah, blah person. Um, as I said in my interview, I am the best fit. Like you can, you can pr- prop, uh, say your value statement again and then reattach your resume and just thank them again um, all in one email. And I personally have trouble with the follow-up step because I forget, you know, I, I forget that after the interview is, uh, is like in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I just need to hear back from them. But no, you want to set yourself apart, send them a note. It doesn't, you don't have to re-say your value statement or whatever if you don't want to, if you're not comfortable with that. But I, but anything like just simply thanking them for their time is, is I think, a great way to, to set yourself apart because I feel like a lot of candidates don't do that. And um, yeah. In terms of when you should send your, um, you know, when you should send your follow-up. So I've heard everything from immediately after your interview to like 24 hours after. So what I try to do is um, uh, what what my rule of thumb is, is if my interview was in the morning, then I can send them like an, I send them an email in the afternoon. But if my interview was in the afternoon, I wait until the next day to send them an email. Because I'm usually when they do these interviews, it's, you know, all jam packed into like one day. So you want to give them time to marinate before you, yeah. you know, give them, give them the, the, um, the value prop and elevator speech <laughs> and whatnot. Again. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a pretty good rule of thumb. Yeah, I know. I know, like, what you mean. Like, you end the interview, you scream, and then you want to, like, go eat or something, and you forget, right? So, mm-hmm. so we got to exactly. yeah. stay Just in reality. Set, <laughs> set an alarm. Set a, tie, uh, like, a, a reminder on your Google Calendar, like I do, immediately after the interview. Just just make sure you send that follow-up email. Even if you don't hear anything back, just the fact that you did like sets you apart from so many candidates. So please, please yeah. don't be like me and send your follow-up email. It's true. Like some people don't believe other people when they say like, nobody does this, so you should do it. Like the whole, every person in their mind, they're like, oh my God, like, so many people applied for this. I have, I don't have a chance. Or so many people did this. I don't have the chance. But you actually do because everyone thinks that way. So you you have mm-hmm. to like go for every opportunity and you have to send the email to stand out. Exactly. Because like, like we've said before, um, all you need is one yes. So it doesn't matter how many like no's you get. Like uh, every extra step you take, such as sending a follow-up email, is another opportunity for a yes. So yeah. you might as well just take that extra step because you've already like gotten your foot in the door with the interview. You've already given a bomb ass interview. Now just do the follow up and like set yourself apart even further. So you have a higher chance of getting that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I honestly like when I first uh, started out with this whole networking and interviewing and all of that, like I was scared. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. These people probably know that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, And I don't, I don't know like how to make myself more comfortable in with interviewing, with networking, with following up. Like what are all these like individual steps, like the little nuggets of wisdom or like these rules that are unwritten, but everyone Uh seems to know except for me. It was, it was, it was so overwhelming and it was, it was definitely like, like, like little freshman or sophomore Sanji, whenever I started like this whole process, I definitely did not know anything. I didn't, I didn't know anything about any of this. So for all of the um, people listening to this podcast episode, like, please know that if you feel that way, it's okay. Like you're not born with this amazing charismatic personality and you know, all these rules, like networking and interviewing. It just takes time and practice. So forgive yourself when you make mistakes because it's a learning process and everyone's not going to be 100% charismatic and on on the dot all the time. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's like on those like, you know, off days that you actually, you know, get some positive feedback. So just life is weird. Um, just know that it's okay when if you don't know what you're doing and if you think you're making a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows, like, not everyone is an, is an extrovert. Like, obviously, there's people who are more shy. And that's fine, as long as you, you know, show up and say, like, I would really like this job. And this is why I qualify. Um, you don't have to, like, tell them a million things about yourself. And they will definitely understand. There's all types of people. And there's a job for everyone. Mm-hmm. That's another good like piece of advice, Mariana. Like you need during your interview or when you're talking to the recruiter or in the follow up, you somewhere you need to say, "I want this job." Yeah. Um, one of my uh, 
MIS professors, like during lecture, I, I don't know why he was talking about this, but he was like, when I interview like uh, people for, you know, professor positions, um, I wait for the person to say, I want this job. If they don't say it, they're, they're, they're not a candidate anymore or something like that. <laughs> Obviously, like, I think that's a little bit extreme. Yeah. But it's really important to, you know, make sure you tell like your interviewers um, how much you want this position and how and just tell them straight up, I want this job. Because yeah. that's, again, another thing you can do to set yourself apart. Yeah, they want someone who like will actually be excited to show up and do the work. And so sometimes like only interested is not enough. You know, they want the perfect match. So if you are, then mm -hmm. you should say it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yep. It's, um, I've had a lot of fun discussing this with you, Mariana. It's so interesting how like we're both like very different majors and like the positions that we want are kind of in, um, you know, very different. I think we're both interested in tech though, but, uh, but it's, you know, the positions that we would, I think, ultimately hold or be completely different. But it's interesting how similar our experiences are and, like, how the unwritten rules, quote-unquote, to, like, all of this is the same regardless of what job you want or what industry you want to get into. I think that's that's a really interesting thing about, like, job hunting. Do you yeah. think it's different, like, elsewhere? Do you think, like, like, this is just how it is in the U.S.? Like, is it different elsewhere, do you think? I don't. I mean, I, I would assume, yeah, maybe it is different. Like, maybe it's in other countries, there's not a lot of networking and it's, or maybe it, there is more networking and people are not labeled as numbers, you know, like resumes are not shot through a, like a, a like system. A, yeah. <laughs> AI resume tracker yeah. thingy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wherever you are in the world, I hope that our conversation has given you some a brief light of hope or you know whatever uh like tips for you to take with you uh with that I think do you have anything else to add Mariana uh no I I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope that this helps even in the smallest way for the semester coming up and if you want to share like that you did something with and like form a tip that you got from us you can share it on our social media follow us um share with your friends and we hope the best for you hope the best for you sanji i can't wait till you get that like amazing job and yeah. i am excited to see where we all go all the girls Right. Like same with you, Mariana. I, I'm so excited to like get um, get uh, for you to get that full time offer. I think I've told you like, you know, over text or whatever, that when we get that offer, like we'll both go out to like Ginia's or like somewhere <laughs> nice to eat. Um, but I'm I'm really excited for this, you know, phase of our lives, because even within like after the semester is over within like the next couple of months, like our lives will be so different oh, yeah. from anything we've ever experienced prior. So it's, it'll be a really interesting change and I can't wait to see how we navigate through all of that and like share our experiences and like, like our journey along the way with our listeners. So yes, yeah. uh, again, thank you for the great conversation and thank you to our audience for listening to us. Um, like Mariana said in the beginning of this episode, we, uh, we have a social media uh, account at Your Girl Trying to Make It. And like she said, like make sure to 
a follow and subscribe to us on, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And um, let us know, like via comment or DM, like how how our tips have helped you. Tell us if you get an offer or like something like that. Like, you know, we will celebrate you and yes. like your accomplishments. <laughs> we, we, we are all in the same boat right now. So I would love to hear what other people uh, have uh, been accomplishing as well. So again, thank you for listening and uh, you know, have a great, yeah, a great rest of your day and see you next time on our next episode. Bye. Bye.